Oh, God. Hey, guys, welcome to the one year anniversary episode of Convention Confessional. My name is Katie Hunt, and I'm here to guide you through the good, the bad, and the ugly of the convention world with a little help from my friends. Hi, friends. Hey, Katie. Congratulations. It already sounds like a disaster. <laughs> it feels like a mistake. <laughs> you have only yourself to blame. Yes, For real. Only you. <laughs> all right, so this episode's going to be a little bit different because I'm here with all of my favorite people. Um, if you recall, such guests as Doug. Hey, everybody. Elizabeth. Hello. Rob. Hi. <laughs> Jess. Hey. And Patrick. Come in peace. <laughs> so usually you guys, um, we, we talk beforehand, and as you know, um, you come with stories about good, bad, ugly convention scenarios. Um, t- but I didn't tell any of you to prepare anything today. <laughs> I'm scared. Nervous. Yeah. Um, that's because I decided I want to do 20 questions. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Now, but why? But, but for why? Uh, because one, I think it's funny. Um, two, um, it's funny. And three, in this twenty questions, two random numbers are assigned to ask me anything, and I have to answer it. Hmm. <laughs> exactly. So, um, I already told you about the chat system. Uh, I'll put the number in there once the question has been used. But um, I'm going to let you guys pick at random, 1 through 20. Um, and if you hit one of those questions, you will ask me anything and I have to answer it. Otherwise, I will ask you a question. Um, and if anybody else would like to answer the question after, uh, you can feel free to. You guys sounds, game? Sounds good to me. <laughs> no, I'm out. Hey, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Like, and all of my friends have left me. We're no longer friends. Thanks. <laughs> all right. Now, um, between the one, two, three, four, five of you, I'm going to pick a number one through ten. And whoever guesses correctly will go first. Whoever would like to guess. <laughs> are we typing it in the chat or are we saying Yeah, type it. Yeah, if you want to type it in the chat, that's fine. Jess is right. Oh, it's my favorite number. <laughs> All right. So, Jess, you got to pick a number between 1 and 20, and I will tell you if you get to ask me a question or if I'm asking you questions. Oh, God. Uh, 12. All right, 12 is, if our friends group was to do a large group cosplay together, what would you want it to be? Oh, that's easy, because we already tried it once. Uh-oh. <laughs> okay, so uh, we before we retire, before I retire from cosplaying, I am getting that Aeon group done from Final Fantasy <laughs> I might make them one at a time and then push you all into them, but it's happening. <laughs> yes, that's she right. says she will make them. Everyone okay. hear that? She will make them. <laughs> okay, that was kind of bullshit. Rob will make them. <laughs> she, she will make Rob make them. Because <laughs> we all know how this marriage goes. Yeah. <laughs> I built you a house. <laughs> I'm not making Bahamas. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, anybody else have a dream cosplay group they want us to be a part of? I want to join your critical role group. I want to be dirty. <laughs> I want to watch critical role. <laughs> Just started watching it last night. So, oh my gosh, it's all in. out for you, Rob. You can watch it right yeah. here on uh, Amazon Prime. 
not sponsored. <laughs> There's the crux. Okay. I still really want to do a full fruits basket group. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, my group is X, and you guys know that I want a full X group. So bad. All right. Let's see. Um, so Elizabeth- I'm going to join the 501st. Orbital Legion. Whoever gets hers, come on. <laughs> How long, is this, how long has this been in place? This like too long. <laughs> Before I moved to California, so oh god, that's so longer long. than our marriage. Then <laughs> I've been married twice since then. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes! This twenty, this twenty questions is getting dangerous. Okay, <laughs> you haven't even started drinking yet. I know, right? Oh my goodness. Well, Elizabeth, uh, you were next to the closest number, so um, you get to pick a number. You're next. I will pick number three. Number three. If funds and time were not an option, which cosplay would you make for yourself? Ooh. That's a good question. Thanks, man. Mm. Um... So I've always wanted to do um, Shamanize Nina from Breath of Fire 2, um, mm-hmm. the Super Nintendo game. And it's like these ridiculous shoulder pauldrons and this like just ornate costume. And I've always wanted to make it. And yeah, I need to maybe one day do it. But um, that's been one of my top like dream costumes. Nice. Anybody else? I definitely have one. And this is actually, I realize this is the group costume I would love to be able to do someday. I would love to be able to do, like, I'm going to ask a lot skill to this because I'm not that good. I would love to be able to do Robo from Chrono Trigger, and I would love to have a full Chrono Trigger cast. Ooh. Like, like, like all the player characters. Dude, you know 100% I am Luca. Oh, absolutely. How many times have you remade that, Elizabeth? Like, Luca? Um, just the helmet part at the least, helmet. but like five times because it just never survived the trip back home. Because it and it was just always made out of um really inexpensive materials, so it was e- really it was just easy to remake it every time. But it's been a <laughs> long time since I've remade it. Nice, nice. Anybody else? I have a list of potential costumes on my phone, and it's about two screens long in the notepad. <laughs> And uh, looking them over, one of the earliest ones, and Rob knows this one, mm. if there was no funds or uh, yeah, time wasn't an issue, Tachikoma. I think I have to tag team. I have to tag team with uh, Patrick because both of us would have to try to do that together. <laughs> but we, so we'll make two of them and have you talk to each other, like, you know, while we drive around the convention. Oh, I thought it was going to be like the horse costume where one person. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, this is motorized. <laughs> I want to drop this. No, this, this is going to be street legal. Yeah, but who gets to be the head and who gets to be the ass? Like, that's the question. No, that's why you built two. We both can be the ass. Ah. No, if, if, I had, if I actually had, like, unlimited funds for not doing the Tachikoma with Patrick, uh, it'd probably be, like, some sort of, like, actual, like, 12-foot mech of some sort. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've always wanted to do, like, the end of uh, Gurren Lagann, uh, the galaxy one, you know, with the flames. Like, I want to figure that one out. Like, I don't know. 
Nice. I, I got a taste of it trying to make that Bahamut. <laughs> right. I got a need, guys. Need. Looking through my list, remember remember when we were all going to be uh, sugar crush racers? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, I'd forgotten about that one. That just that came was, back. Yeah. That was nine years ago. I had a for two male characters. Oh, boy. And I would have been one of them, so who are you playing? I know. <laughs> I was going to be Francis Flutterbutter. Oh, man. I think I've done so many of the costumes that were like my dream costumes. Mm-hmm. Luckily, um that mine are more groups at this point, but I think that if there's one that I feel like I still haven't done and I want to do really well is I really want to do Belle from Beauty and the Beast's yellow gown, but like make it like the real ball. Gown. Like I've seen people do it like an actual French style ball gown. That would be awesome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's like, I mean, I don't know if I have one. I feel like, again, I've like same with Jess. It's like I've cosplayed everything that I really I'm like, this is my dream, like, costume. Yeah, there's stuff I want to remake, like, but I've done so many of the ones I really wanted to do already. Right, right. Hmm. Alrighty, Doug, you are next. I will go with my hockey number 15. 15. Bam, 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 bam. Doug, you get to ask me anything. And I have to answer it. Oh, oh. (laughs) dangerous. You are so lucky you got Doug. (laughs) <laughs> oh, I <know>. <laughs> oh, I'm nervous. <laughs> All right. All right. What is the worst presentation experience you've ever had at a convention, like putting on a panel or a, a bad uh, uh, dating game or anything like that? What is the worst one you've ever had to do? Oh, God, the worst one. Um. I think I have two answers for this question. Um, the f- first one is probably the year we did Futurama um, dating game at Kineticon, which was my second year there. And it was just like, it was doomed to fail, like before it started. Like we had such a good year the year before doing Torchwood and Doctor Who theme for the um, the dating game. And then the next year we're like, let's do Futurama. And like, we had the guests come up and they had like their heads in like jars you know, like being the announcer people and stuff. And I was playing Zap Brannigan in a in a jacket that was way too short. <laughs> oh, this is perfect short. Yeah, just right. And I just remember like it, the song that we were supposed to open up with because we always had to open up with some kind of a song number for some reason. <laughs> um, we, we did not know it. Like, I don't know who messed it up. It was supposed to be like moving right along and it just, it didn't move anywhere. And... <laughs> That year, for some reason, the guy who was in charge of the convention center or something decided to shut everything down. Um, So about two rounds into our dating game, they completely shut down the dating game. They're like, nope, everybody has to get out. We're done for the night. I was like... Oh, they were strict about that midnight time, too. Yeah. And I don't even think we were near midnight. Like, we weren't even... like. I mean, I think what dating game started at maybe nine or something. Oh. Yeah, it was bad. So, like, they completely shut down the convention center. So, it's like, if there's any footage of it left online, because there used to be, um, you'll see the moment that they make the announcement we're closing, and I literally just, like, and walk off stage. <laughs> I was like, I'm done. I'm out, and I'm leaving. There's a meme. <laughs> literally, I'm just like, and Zap's done. <laughs> so, that, and then the other one, 
Uh, probably, I gotta say, like, I did, when I did Reading Ranch, which was, you know, my online show that I did, where I read my mom's dirty cowboy novels, which could be making a comeback, I haven't decided yet. Um, long story short, I had done a panel, and they had decided to run a panel against my panel, which was basically the same thing. Um, so, like, three people showed up, and, um, one was my sister, and one was our friend Lucas. <laughs> so it was awful, because I was just like, cool, you guys knew because you made the paneling, like, where to schedule things. You basically scheduled the same exact thing right next door to each other. Thank you. <laughs> so. That's that it. dating game, I think, is the only Kineticon dating game I've actually seen. Oh, no. <laughs> Oh god. Yeah, I mean like I said like it was good. like the execution idea of it all was good, but like the actual execution of it was absolutely horrible. <laughs> no good. No bueno. <laughs> good question, Doug. Well done. <laughs> all right. Who is next? Um uh, Rob, pick a Yo. number. Pick a number. Uh my lucky number 10. God damn it. Ask me anything. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> I wasn't prepared for this. I didn't study for the test. Oh no! I'm in the classroom with my pants down. Ah! Oh man! I can't believe Anything. you two both like guessed them right in a row. But now I'm off the hook after this, so that's exciting. <laughs> yes. It's not exciting right now. Um, God, what? What? We can I... always come back to you if you'd like some time to think about it. Well, that's just boring. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, edit this out. No, um, You're right. <clears throat> ask Katie Hunt anything. Anything. Anything about conventions and whatnot. Mm -hmm. um, hmm. I'm not good with questions. Make like, burn a bridge. Of the show. Burn a bridge. <laughs> Actually, what is your most embarrassing cosplay experience? Oh, First of all, you take me as a person with shame. Oh, come on. What if For someone who doesn't have shame, what was the most? No. I know. I'm trying to write. For someone with no shame, I'm trying to think. Um, most embarrassing moment. I, I'm really, honestly, truly, I'm really honestly thinking about it, and I can't think of anything because I have done some shit. <laughs> Like, I have put myself out there. I have done a lot of stuff. Maybe, like, the only thing I can think of maybe is just, like, uncompleted costume. It's more of, like, a just, like, a in-your-mind shame thing than anybody else really realizing it kind of shame thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's mm. like, I know it's not right, but nobody else seems to care. Um, I, think I remember a couple of years ago, I made that aura costume for Harry Potter. And that was a year of like your room apocalypse where I had the picture taken and it was just like everyone was like, What the hell's going on in that hotel room behind you? And I was like, Never mind. <laughs> um, and I had put the facing on the front of it and it had completely peeled off and we were going to judge masquerade after. So I like hid the jacket like under the table and I didn't wear it at masquerade. <laughs> so, you know, one of those things were I'm idiots. Yeah, like you just don't look at it. No one's gonna take me seriously in this. <laughs> But yeah, I think that's honestly like the only thing that's coming to mind. Obviously, if something else comes to mind while we're talking, I will 100% put it forward for you guys. <laughs> All righty. Let's see. Uh, Patrick, you're up. Um, so I want to see what the last question you came up with was. 20. Ooh. All right. 
you're the you, best or the worst. I, you know, honestly, you're the person that should have this question. I'm not going to lie. Oh, if you had right. one piece of advice for anyone new going to a convention that you wish someone had told you going into it, what would it be? Uh, don't start one. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, though, my first anime con was Anime Expo 2000. And then it was <sighs> October 2001, we decided to start Anime Boston. Uh-huh. That's a little over a year later. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> no. Uh, fortunately, we got a lot of talented people to help, but oh, no, don't start, stop starting conventions. Uh, but, you know. <sighs> Go with friends. That would be the thing. Just don't go it alone. Go with somebody who's got experience, who can uh, hold your hand, literally or figuratively, along the way. And uh, <laughs> yeah, go with friends. And it's more fun with friends anyway. Yeah, I agree. So stick to small conventions. Don't make your first one uh, uh, San Diego Comic Con. That's insane. No, go to <laughs> go to something tiny that's local. Uh, I've made most of my friends at small conventions, so hey. yeah. <laughs> well, I think didn't I meet you at New York Comic Con? Okay, but that doesn't no, it doesn't count, Patrick. Like, <laughs> <laughs> first of all, we met on the train to New York Comic Con. <laughs> yes, after I almost missed it. We'll have to tell that story on a future episode. Right, and we spent <laughs> and we spent four hours sitting next to each other, getting to know each other on a train. Yep. See, so you know. I feel like how we all met each other could be like an entire podcast. Oh my god. Hold up. I don't think I have ever heard the story of you two meeting on the train in New York Comic Con. Well, you have to listen to the future episode because it's a story. Please please make this happen. Uh, Yeah, exactly. I met Patrick's wife before any of you. (laughs) Yes, that's true. I did. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yep. All right, well, that, Patrick, now you know you have to come back on the show. Oh, yeah. And I won't have to kill anybody in that episode. Exactly. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, anybody else? Any sage advice for anybody? Um, be prepared not to do everything. And budget, budget, budget. Like, make sure you budget. Budget, budget, especially if you've never done a convention before save up more spending money than you think you need because if you've never done it before you don't know what to expect you're going to find things that you didn't realize you wanted to buy mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i'm gonna say don't cosplay if it i mean okay do whatever you want really <laughs> if it's your first convention ever i honestly would say don't cosplay like go to something mm-hmm. for one day get a feel for it how it goes and then you can deal with all the fun bullshit that comes with cosplaying that we all love later because it's just an it it is honestly an added stress that unless you're used to the environment and used to what's going on you don't want that added on to your first experience like like seriously go um soak it in take pictures of a lot of cosplays and like you know talk to the cosplayers and stuff like that but on it like honest don't cosplay mm-hmm. at your first convention if it's your first time ever going. Like, just go and experience it. And then go and do all that fun stuff later. Right. Right. Any other sage advice? <laughs> See, I was going to say don't wear more than three costumes in a day, but Elizabeth was better. <laughs> Baby steps. 
But no, I do agree with the go for the day. My first convention, I went for the day. I dragged some college friends, so I had a buddy who had no idea what was going on, but she was the kind of person who was down for anything. And I realized I liked it before I committed to a whole weekend. So I think that's really good advice. Nice. I'd say not nice. just your first convention, but your first like years as convention. Uh, be yourself. Because in all honesty, it's very easy just to pretend to be something. But be yourself because you never know who might tap you on the shoulder and end up being your wife. Uh, <laughs> look at you try to get the brownie points. <laughs> but also so true, cute. be yourself. Uh, I'll, I'll just say related to that, like as much as we say, you know, go with friends and stuff. If there is programming that is interesting to you, check it out. Like, I know you want to stick with your friends and stuff, but sometimes you, you got to take that risk and be like, I really want to see the AMV contest. I really want to see the masquerade or this panel really, really sounds fun because especially starting out, those are those will be things that you really remember and really remember as things that got you into the convention fandom. I can still name one of the events I went to on f Friday at Otakon 2001. I can think of at least three different things that I went to that still define like my anime experience and how much fun I had that first time. So definitely, if there's a certain program you want to go to, check it out. Absolutely. All right. Good advice, you guys. All of us old souls. <laughs> All right, Jess, you're up again. Pick a number. Oh, man. Okay, let's see. Um, 17. 17. What is your favorite thing to buy in the Artist Alley? Oh, my God. I've never bought any. Have I bought anything in the Artist Alley? Other the than my husband? Um <laughs> dragonfly wing earrings oh yeah that was cool i would say okay <sighs> stuff to buy in the artist alley i am the kind of person this is probably not advice for everyone but i'm the kind of person that when i buy anything anywhere i'm always like what am i going to use it do i have to place to put it do i have money like those are kind of like all those things <laughs> so i tend to be more practical purchases anyway so um the coolest thing yes i bought an artist alley is at anime boston several years ago they were selling um earrings that were like fairy wing earrings or dragonfly fairy wing earrings and i bought them and i wore them that day so they were practical there you go um but hey like if you can afford it and you like it buy it whatever like I always advise people have a place to put it, but. Yep. Good. Good. Yeah. yeah. Anyone else? Uh, I definitely have one that I do. Yep. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, this is a good one for Doug. I'm laughing because they know about it. I know. I'm like, <laughs> I know exactly what it is. <laughs> so um, I have a tradition at Artist Alley. Uh, my favorite Pokemon is Wartortle. And I just browse around the artist Sally, find an artist that has a style I think is interesting and is taking commissions. And I just say, I would like War Turtle doing something awesome. You decide what that is. And it's fun to watch the artists, the, the ones that really get it, their eyes light up because they realize this is a chance for them to flex their creativity and just go nuts. Um, I've had him as God in Birth of Man. I've had him as dressed up as Wolverine. I've had him, uh, let's see, I've had just cool effects. I've had him 
one is like a general with an eye patch and like a dress uniform. Um, I've had all sorts of things. And you get these nice things and you can just put them in to play off Jess's point. I just kind of have a folio case that I keep them all in. Mm-hmm. Um, and what's really fun is you'll see sometimes I'll get, pick it up from an artist and like, oh, that's really cool. And then they'll see me pull out the folio and they'll ask to take a look. And see. <laughs> so you get a really good conversation with artists. Um, and it's really, and I want to, a lot of people know this as my thing. I want to give credit to um, Jeff um, Records, who's someone I know from Anime Boston staff, who he would just, I kind of took the idea he had, which you just find an artist that was cool and asked for just something colorful. And so I kind of took that idea and modified it, but I want to give him credit for the spark of inspiration for what I do. And I've gotten so many cool things from that. And I've actually gone back to a couple artists, sometimes not realizing it. And they've been like, oh, cool. I want to do another one. (laughs) I love your war turtle folder. It's so cool. (laughs) Oh, I know. It's it's my coffee table book when it's at home. I love it. Anybody else? Uh, I I don't have wall space to hang up all the pictures and stuff and uh so what i usually look for is uh actual comics so i've picked up uh spinneret flip side and then uh, a couple comics uh there's chasing rainbows and night silver and i got mac hall very early on and some of these have gone on and they've become very well known (laughs) it's cool to have the early editions of these and actually be able to go home and read a full story. I, and so it's a, you know, a whole book full of pictures. So That's exciting. Pretty cool. I like that. Well, <clears throat> when I used to dabble as being an artist in Artist Alley, um, <laughs> we used to have to do art trades. I, I'd get it. I give you a print. You give me a print. You know, we would mm-hmm. trade art that way. Um, but then uh, I was looking through the portfolio and I realized I had a lot of naked ladies. And I'm like, oh. I have a type. Uh, <laughs> Your mother listens to this. Oh, whatever. <laughs> Hi, mom. <laughs> I actually what? have some of your art from Artist Alley, your coaster art that year that like something happened. I, I brought you all those coasters. Yep. Yeah. But, I think you, know, you made Doug a war turtle on one of those coasters. No, I did that at the bar. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, but no, no, no. Like I, I generally like I try to find like, in the same realm as like Jess was saying, it's like, you know, do I have space for it? Do I have money for it? You know, um, do I really, really, really like it? But like, um, if, if it speaks to me, I'll, I'll grab it. Um, or, you know, I'll contribute to the artist, uh, pay it forward as a way. But no, I, it's, uh, in general, it really is like uh, any other art outside of like artist LA. It's like, if it speaks to you, buy it. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, for me, I just really like buying cute prints. And now that I have like a huge wall that I can put them on, uh, which this said wall was completed in April of 2020. So I haven't had really a chance to add to it other than buying stuff online. But (laughs) I definitely want to fill out that wall as much as possible. So for me, it's buying cute prints. And I really like buying things that are not necessarily like I actually find myself gravitating lately more towards things that aren't fan art, so like original creations and especially things in sets. Like I think this was Katsu twenty twenty, 
I bought this really cute set of five prints and it's all, I think they're little kitties and they're each in like a little teacup or coffee cup or like a hot, they're all in these like little hot beverage cups and it's different coordinating colors and, and so there's like a matcha one and a, and a, and then like a hot chocolate one and there's, it's so cute and um, I really like getting those kinds of things now as opposed to the more like specific fan art fandom fandom things so i always look i like looking for original stuff lately now i gotta say that i gravitate towards like stickers and like patches like homemade patches and stickers because like the stickers and things like you get water bottles i like covering my water bottles in them like to kind of make like you know your own design on water bottles and stuff and patches it's like i have a whole collection of patches that someday maybe if i ever find a jacket i feel worthy enough to sew them onto i will sew them all onto <laughs> I, I can offer tips there later um <laughs> uh, also i i, I would i will say i know some conventions don't allow artists to sell stickers because they don't want attendees sticking stuff to the wall right but but i will say one of the um, best stickers I ever got at a convention, and I still have it on my water bottle that I bring to conventions, is an ice cold water for only one dollar uh, <laughs> uh, sticker that is on my water bottle. Like I saw that because I went in. This was a year, one of the years I was press at Oticon, and I so I went into Artist Alley just before it opened because press access and you know look at it before it gets busy. I went. I I saw that, and I like the guy could have told me it was twenty dollars for a sticker. I would have bought it. Um, <laughs> and I came back. Like I circled back around after the room had opened. Like within a half hour, they had sold out. Wow, that's crazy. That's awesome. All right, who's up next? I think it's Elizabeth again. It is. I'm gonna pick nineteen. Nineteen. What is a dream skit idea you've had or want to happen? Ooh. All right. So this is one I've wanted to do more recently. Like, I've had a bunch over the years. but And it's on the simpler side. But I want to take the five um, inner senshi from Sailor Moon. Um, there's, like, this really short section in the first opening of Sailor Moon Crystal where they're in normal clothes and they all have umbrellas. And I just do want to do like a really cute, like 60 second thing of doing just a cute coordinated dance to umbrella by Rihanna <laughs> and them, them in those like everyday street outfits, like casual clothes outfits. Cause they're wicked cute. And Aww. just doing that. Like that's, that's my current dream skit. Oh, and then no, the other one that I've wanted to do for a long time. And Katie knows this one. Uh, yeah, I, was is, say, I thought this would be it. <laughs> Because I, I forgot about that one, so I want to do Oren High School Host Club and have, and of course, like the thing at the thing they're into, which we're now like ten years too late, is Glee clubs because this came about when we were all obsessed with Glee, and having them do Teenage Dream, uh, the Teenage Dream Dream version that the Warblers do, except there's a line um, when they talk about their skin tight jeans where it would be a tearaway of their dress pants and they'd all be in skin tight jeans and that's and that's my that's my other like dream skit that i've had for like ever and now i think we're like too old and oran is say <laughs> to do it. yeah oran oran glee and us are all too old now the moment has passed we're but never that's, yeah too that's, old, that's, that's my other like dream skit idea 
Oh, man. We're all perpetually, like, 20. Let's just leave it at that. We're all 20. Oh, man. Let's see. Uh, mine, I'm going to go in. Mine happens to be, uh, and I, I told Jess about it um, a couple years ago, but um, the Moulin Rouge musical that came out, there is a song on it called Backstage Romance. And, like, you have to cut out the weird beginning part of it, but the next part of it is, like, a whole montage of different, like, love ballads. But I see it as, like, um, like all of, like, the different couples and stuff, like, in anime, like, the big ones, like, doing, like, ballroom dancing to it. <laughs> Everyone's like, okay, Katie. <laughs> no, that actually sounds really cute. It's a cool idea, I promise. It looks really cool in my head. <laughs> And I'm like, I don't, I can't ballroom dance, Katie. I can't help you with that. <laughs> yeah, but Jess, what good are you if you can't? Sorry. Ah, we can all figure it out. No one said it had to be like perfect. This is the Dancing with the Stars. <laughs> dancing with the Stars is terrible dance. <laughs> <laughs> we can get away with it. If, if I can learn the dance steps for your wedding dance, you can learn how to ballroom. Yeah. I know you all did dance at my wedding. And you did sure a great did. job. And that International Dance Day. Yay. Yeah, we did actually. Didn't Yeah, all of us were involved in that. Yeah. Yeah. It was See? awesome. Anybody else? Any dreams? I have them, but I'm keeping them to myself because I think I'm still going to do them. <laughs> that part's probably the dream. <laughs> That part, that part is terrifying. Hey guys, <laughs> I've never done a masquerade. I don't know if I ever will. I don't know if I have. I think I would have way too much stage fright. Uh, but I appreciate what other people do. I to be you know, fair, I do believe Rob Jess. Uh, we were called out by the craftsmanship judges at Anime Boston. Oh, if we do it again, it's going to be exhibition, but it's going to be badass. Because there was like a call out, kind of. We were backstage, and um, I was. It was my. It was last the last year, 2019, and they were just like, oh my gosh, exhibition skit, craftsmanship against uh, uh, performance judges. And I was just like, oh, I'm unretired. I'm coming back for that because <laughs> we're going to clean well, the Katie, floor. Well, Katie, I think you know one of mine and we would clean the floor with that. A hundred percent we would clean the floor. <laughs> yeah, we're keeping that one because I still think we're doing that one. <laughs> yes. Someday, someday the throwdown will happen and now, I'm involved. And that, that skit is happening. A hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's just like, what? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. yeah, it's going to be brilliant. Oh, boy. Let's see. Who was next? Was it Rob? I guess so. Rob. Oh, no, it was one. Doug. Oh, okay. No. Well, it's fine. I'll do one, and then Doug goes. Ready? No. <laughs> Favorite cosplay of all time. It can be yours or something you've seen. Ah. Uh... That's a tough question. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Um, you know it's my Tony Stark. Just say it. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> well, I, I guess I'll answer it both ways. Like, you know, what's my, my favorite costume and what's one of the favorite costumes I've ever seen? Mm -hmm. uh, one of my favorite costumes it just is just more the fact that um, it, out of all the costumes, it was the one that gave it made me feel like gave the most joy wearing. Mm -hmm. to people in the crowd and it's my king candy <sighs> yeah like even if i'm having like a hardest time wearing that thing people just get so overjoyed to see it because you never really see a king candy at a convention that is <laughs> and true. We're, we're talking about the old the old school game board thanks jess um you're welcome <laughs> you know 
and it's it's just it's just massively delightful just seeing people just light up and go my childhood or just like ah I love that you when you decided to do that I felt like I was like the horrible girlfriend that was like making my boyfriend like dress up in candy cane tights and now you love it (laughs) (laughs) legs you know it's true we were literally standing in Home Depot and we're like oh that I was like that table really match your tights and he's like can you not say that here I already get looks when I try to like actually put stuff to the strap of my car, like to the roof of my car, and they're like, "What the hell is this guy doing?" <laughs> I don't need to know about that. It's um, fine. It's fine. No, but like, God, trying to think of like one of the. Fa- I don't. I don't know. There's just too many favorite costumes I've seen out there as of mm. late. Um, I'm just taken back by the fact the quality of costumes that are out there. Oh yeah. In the twenty twenty-ish years of all this. Uh, the it's, evolution has been wild. It's very uh, wild. Yeah. yeah, you look at stuff from back when I started going to conventions in 2000, and they're all really crappy looking now. The ones that win best of show, it's like, yeah, that would never hold up this uh, this day and age. Or hold up, period. <laughs> I mean, it, it just evolved from, okay, you have to make everything with stuff you can find at CVS or uh, Joanne's. Now it's, okay, you got to go to Home Depot. You have to have a 3D printer. We have to... Uh, Use all these different machines for all this stuff, and I'm amazed people get into it now. It must be so freaking intimidating. Oh, I have like, uh, I have new coworkers that found out about this, and uh, they're like, "Oh my god, I want to do that," but I just I just don't know where to start. I have no talents. So I'm like, "You make flutes with me? Like you have some talent." <laughs> well, and and the thing is, you have to always remember everyone's always a beginner at some point. That's why it's called beginner. Yep, mm-hmm. correct. Mm-hmm. All a master is somebody who's failed more times than the uh, beginners ever tried. That's all. And I don't care how famous the cosplayer is; they have failed at something at some point. Like, but at the same time, I just feel like the bar was so much. Like, it wasn't so scary to try and fail when it we started, no. and now it's going to be so damn scary because I've done this for twenty years, and I look at people, I'm like, I don't know how the hell you did that. Yeah, and I think a problem people have is they compare themselves to these expert cosplayers who've been doing it for decades when well, they're just the starting out. They do. Yeah, yeah, they do it full and, time. Like, there's, yeah, there's professional cosplayers now. But, you know, you're going in, stop looking at those people and just start with basic stuff. And, you know, you'll still have something that's better than everybody else at the Halloween party. Yep. You mean our <laughs> night off? Yeah, Halloween is our night off. Yeah, right. <laughs> Anybody else have a favorite costume? Uh, mine would be Renamon. Mm, I made yeah. that in 2002, and I retired it oh, seven years ago or so. Uh, but I loved wearing that because it hid my entire body. Nobody could tell who I was unless people knew I was dressing as Renamon and they saw my height. But Now, there's hey. a costume that was badass back in the day. Yeah, mm-hmm. real badass. Like yeah. you see that to now, people would still think it was a more current costume. That was like epic, perfect. I yeah. I have, I was going through old pictures not that long mm-hmm. ago, like physical, like one had to bring a roll of film to develop <laughs> pictures from Otakon two thousand two, and I found that Renamon pictures. I took of that Renamon. Yeah, and I didn't know you. I knew, yeah, yeah, we we did not meet like for at least a year. Yep, I danced with that Renamon in a prom dress. Renamo was in a prom dress. I wasn't All right. in a prom well, dress. Well, Rob, whatever you do in your personal time is none of our business. So. No, <laughs> um, I, will say, I will say, though, um, 
I have um, two favorite costumes. One because um, one is my uh, biker scout. That was where I got into the 501st because I, I've learned so much on it. I've done over a hundred events in that. And it, it really took me to the next level of learning how to do stuff. And even now I look at things now and it's like, Oh, I could, if I had another, had to make another one, I would do make these fixes and upgrade it this way. But it, it's, it looks good, but it's also a lot of just, I learned so much on that and so many things grew from that. I also have two favorite Gundam cosplays that I've done that I'm going to save for another episode. Aha! <clears throat> Yay! Let's see. Um, I have to say, my favorite costume that I have made personally is it's got to be Percy because that's probably one of the first costumes that I put that much like time and money into to like make it as like fancy nice as it was. So it's like, I adore that costume. Like, it's just, it's nice to wear. It's fun. I love it. Um, but honestly, and I'm not trying to kiss ass, <laughs> my favorite costume, uh, like anybody's, like, yes, Patrick, obviously, that costume's amazing. Rob, I'm sorry, your Fooly Cooly robot is still one of my favorite things. Mm, that's <laughs> impressive. It's like, it re- God, if I, all if jokes I you, aside. <laughs> if I did that thing one more time, God, it would be so much easier to wear that thing. The only yeah. thing I left of it is the hands and the head. <sighs> oh, you know one of my favorite costumes somebody else has made? Uh, Adam Savage's NASA spacesuit. Oh, yeah. Did he, oh, was yeah. It, was it the Martian? Or, he's made uh, all, any of his spacesuits. 2001. He put so much detail into this. It's just amazing. Yeah, it's crazy. I remember that. Yeah, I love seeing his videos on making costumes. And, you know, by watching those, you learn some stuff, too. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, go check out Test It. all right who's up next doug all right um i am gonna go with uh let's say two since my screen name's nigoki there we go worst convention you've ever been to (laughs) oh man God, I, I and I know I'm gonna like pick one, and then Patrick's got to be like, "What about the time we went to this thing?" <laughs> um, oh jeez, oh man, <laughs> man, this is this is a tough one to think just about. just say Providence and then the talk. <laughs> uh, hey, that, hey, that we, we had some good times there. Yeah. Um. I, I know I'm I'm gonna sense the thud, and I I will say this was the convention wasn't great, but I had a good time experience. Okay, that's fine. Um, was what was it like uh, Anime Fan Fest New Jersey that only happened one year? Mm-hmm. Um, it was in the old hotel where um, uh, Anime Next used to be, and stuff was getting demolished soon. Um, and there's like, so it was like one last round. They were convinced there was going to be another year. There wasn't. Um, but it, it was just like, I remember like it was some, so many weird decisions for this con and like they invited us, but we like, and like I had like, again, I had some good times, but it was like, 
there's like, oh, the Robotech industry panel. And it's like this giant panel room and five people are in the audience. Ooh. And like, there's like a Bandai Namco gaming area that wasn't really doing much. Very weird set of vendors. Not a whole lot of panel programming. Like the panel programming that was going on was in outside of that, like main event stuff was very small breakout rooms. Mm-hmm. And just, it's, it was so odd. And like I just I, and I know there's been other duds, but that's that's one that stands out to me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Kids, anyone else? <laughs> uh, I already talked about mine on episode six, which is a good callback for this birthday episode. Good, of good, Con- bro. Convention, confessional, Wine Country Comic Con. <laughs> yes. Was such a disaster that it was forty five minutes to tell the story. It's true. Go back and listen to that episode because, oh boy. And it was across the street from my house. (laughs) (laughs) It's like they just brought this turd to my door. (laughs) (laughs) It lit it on fire. (laughs) (laughs) And you put it out with your boots. Yep. Um, It's like, ew, ew, get away, get away. Mine was um, Veracon at Harvard in Boston. I went to one of those. I forgot about it because it sucks so much. Yeah. <laughs> we went on a scavenger hunt and got lost in the city at the end. <laughs> I saw them do cosplay chess and they didn't have enough cosplayers to fill a chessboard. <laughs> oh, no. They were using props for pawns. It was oh, terrible. No. <laughs> oh, it was so bad. Oh, man. Uh, ladies? Rhode Island Comic Con 27. 27- <laughs> 18? 2017? Mm-hmm. Oh, I was I still married? Was I married? I don't 2013? Know. Oh, I want to say 2017. I think I was still married. So uh, I the think first so. Time. That's how I judge when stuff happens now. Like, when was, <laughs> was I married or not? When that yeah, see, I do it in terms of was I moved yet? <laughs> Jess. AC 2010. <laughs> Yes, that was bad. So bad, and I and I not sorry, not sorry. I can't believe I'm still like kind of bummed I missed it, but at the same time, not. I wouldn't be. Patrick even came all the way for that shit show. Yeah, that was bad. I think I paid to get in. I think you guys just brought no, me in. No, we all didn't pay to get in, and that's the only reason it was okay. And I think I was only there for the masquerade. Me. We were yeah. there to do that one thing they almost didn't let us do, and the we're like, "What the hell is this?" Yeah, <laughs> anything that happened. We're like, Katie, we're never going to this again, and she's like, "That's fine. I'll hang around another ten years and let it end violently." <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's true. <laughs> Jess sitting there stewing that she didn't get the ask me anything question. <laughs> <laughs> it's for the best. <laughs> Oh my god. All right. Speaking of, I think you're next to is it you or uh Patrick? Patrick's up. Okay. Uh is anybody pick number one? Yes. Yep. Uh, two. Gone. Yes. Three. That's what I four. Four? Okay, four. Just, next. Okay. Um okay. If you could go back in time and stop your past convention self from doing one thing, what would it be? Oh my god! Uh, <laughs> I'll play the fifth. This is the greatest question ever. Oh. Thank you! Has to be convention related, right? Oh yeah, yeah it has to be convention related. Uh, 
Oh, so many mistakes. (laughs) So many. (laughs) I I wouldn't want to stop Providence. (laughs) Uh, Maybe not sign that hotel contract. Yeah. That's so painful. (laughs) You know, keep the convention, but not there. (laughs) Because... That was a financial disaster. The convention itself was amazing, and I wish it wasn't a financial disaster so we could do it again. I loved that convention. Oh, it was so fun. There's nobody there, but it was great. You know, if we had another thousand people, it would have been okay. But no, we had like 300. And probably a hundred of them were just comped just so we could have people there. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Yeah. don't sign the contract. Yeah. Not, especially not the hotel contract where we definitely were not filling those rooms. Nice. Um, also, not agreed to go to Anime Matsuri 2007, their first year. Mm-hmm. Uh, because that's a whole story, too. Uh, as you may know, Anime Matsuri is a terrible convention and nobody should attend. But I was invited their first year to run uh, my improv game, Anime Unscripted and host some panels. Mm-hmm. And so I said, well, if you'll fly me down, sure. And so, uh, all right, sure. And I uh, actually never got a confirmation from them. I just noticed, oh, my stuff is on the schedule. I guess I'm going. And then, you know, as it gets closer to the con, so um, am I going to get some flights? Hey, guys, um, I'm still here. I'm on your schedule. Any flights? So finally I said, okay. If I don't hear back by this Monday before the con about any flights, I'm not going. <laughs> and I didn't hear back for like two years. <laughs> and they apologized in a public post on the AnimeCons.com forums. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then they tried to get me back after that on weekends that were the same weekend as Anime Boston. I'm like, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <my> <laughs> Absolutely yeah, not. Since, then it's, since then it's come out that this guy is just terrible. And so, yeah, I would never set foot there. And I think nearly every North American voice actor also would never set foot there, except, you know, one that can't get into other conventions because he sued an anime company. But... <laughs> you know, that yeah, guy. You know, that guy. Mm-hmm. It's a trash convention. Mm -hmm. So lie about their attendance, Mm -hmm. which Mm -hmm. they released the numbers and then the facility released the actual numbers of tickets they sold because the facility sold the tickets and they weren't even close. So yeah, there may have been some, uh, when we used to do the 10 largest conventions, at one point they were number two, they were actually not even close to number two. So I had to go and retract that on a bunch of articles. So, yeah, don't go. Anyway, what was the question? <laughs> what tell your fat oh, self? Fat self. Yeah. <laughs> Avoid anime and don't sign the hotel contract for Providence Anime Conference. That's like really this, good I, therapy for Patrick. <laughs> right? Um, I think that Providence story should be told on this show at some point, but probably not by me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Get Christian on here. He'll tell it. Uh, oh, jeez. Um, 
I would say tell myself not to go to the anime expo that one year, even though I learned it was a value. It was a learning experience and I learned I never want to go back unless I'm being paid to go there. <laughs> um, and because I was had a very miserable experience and saw way too many things that just drove me as a someone who works on staffs at convention and as an attendee that were just like so annoying. And I just would let, would have told myself, you will have more fun doing other things. It's okay. You don't need to go there just once. Wait till there'll be other chances to do better things. Mm-hmm. Maybe that maybe that's my worst con experience. <laughs> oh. That that's oh that that is where I waited in line to wait into a, to get into another line to get into another line to get nothing. Sounds right. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds right. Elizabeth, did you want to key in here? Yeah. So mine would be crap. What year was this? What year did I do that Eternal Sonata group for the masquerade? Uh, Ah, 2010. 2010, yeah. Okay. Mine would be the night before that, eat actual dinner and or do not have drinks with your college friends who are having a little going away party in another part of Boston when you have to do a masquerade skit the next day. Otherwise, you will be very hungover the next day and very sick. And luckily, you pull your shit together before you go on stage. But... Uh, you will be miserable. So make sure you eat properly if you're going to drink or just don't drink. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I don't think I ever knew you were hungover for that. I was very not well. (laughs) And I had like... I was too distracted by how... Two beers. Like two beers. I ate like nothing that day. Like this was dumb me 10 years ago. So, yeah. I was too distracted by the fact your brother was surprisingly amazing in that skit. I know, right? Like, he never goes on stage. He's, like, the quietest guy, and he gets on stage, and he's suddenly, like, this big ham. And I'm like, who are you? <laughs> it was awesome. Um, maybe I'll piggyback off of that one. Why did my mind just go blank? I had, like, this total thought that is gone and had something to do with being hungover. <laughs> oh, I know what it was. I know what it was. Okay. Never ever. And we made this decision. Rob and I made this decision several years ago and our lives have been the better for it. Never bring a sewing machine to the hotel room. The costume is just not done. Just screw it. Like you don't need to sew in your hotel room. <laughs> just Good give advice. it up. Give oh. it up. <laughs> don't do it. It's not done. <laughs> Just accept reality and move on and enjoy your weekend. Like we literally made a deal. Like we're never doing that again and we never have. And it's been so wonderful just to let it go. You know, especially at this point, you've got so many other costumes. You can be, okay, this isn't done. We'll wear this instead. And that's what we do. And it's, it's so much, it's just so more relaxing. Like it's fine. Uh, Let's see. If somebody uh, throws a convention badge at your head, don't work for him. <laughs> <laughs> Woof. Woof. Uh, Sorry. I think my, I don't know if this is the biggest one, but like one of the things I always go back in my mind, I'm like, I wish I just, you know, said something different was going into the year. I was actually going to wear my Conti from Fully Cooly. I finally got done. I'm going up and they're like, how would you want to be introduced? I'm like, I don't know. Make up something. 
Hmm. And then ended up being like one of the most controversial aspect of my skit. <laughs> it was that they, they said there took three years in the making. And I'm like, Oh, great. Wonderful. Yes. It took me three years to finally get this done. But now that you've pointed up, everyone's going to say that's the best he could do in three years or, or that skit was very boring. He had three years to come up with this skit. <laughs> Never trust other people to speak for you. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. I think we are back at the top of the charts again. Jess? Yes, ma'am. Pick a number. Mm, what's left? Um, Nine? Do we still have a nine? We still have a nine. Most memorable moment with a guest of honor at any convention. Oh, she picked the perfect person for that. <laughs> Oh, Oh, I have a few, and this could get awkward. (laughs) I'm ready. Make it awkward. (laughs) (laughs) No, I I love hearing the story of how Patrick and Jess met. Okay, that's a good one. We'll go with that one. We'll go with that one. I was going to go when someone else also gave me their hotel room key, but we'll go with this one. Hey, what? Uh, okay. No, so, no, I had a, I've had a voice actor give me their hotel room key. I didn't use, I did not use it. I did not use it. Were they hot? No. We're oh, friends okay. with them. We're not talking about who it is. And it was, they were being nice. It was not, it was not weird. It was just a weird situation. <laughs> Uh, uh no no my story about how i met pat well this also could go if we're gonna do a podcast about how we met each other though this could be for that but all right so i went to bakaretsukon back in the day which is this tiny little convention in vermont which is basically in a hallway mm-hmm. but it used to be near where i went to grad school and i lived i went to grad school in the middle of nowhere and i never saw anybody so this was an excuse for people i knew to come to me so i would go and Patrick went, and I didn't know Patrick. I knew of him as the tall anime Boston guy. <laughs> <laughs> and I was staying with some people um, that I knew from like cosplay.com, but we had never hung up before. And we got along fine. It was fine. But at some point in the weekend, they had like went to go do something else. And I didn't have a hotel room key. So I was kind of wandering by myself. And Spike Spencer got out of his How to Talk to Girls panel and was wasted and wouldn't leave me the fuck alone. Like following me, telling me how it was hot like California and I need to go back there with him. Like it got really obnoxious. And I was like, I can't get this guy to go away. And I was starting to get nervous because you can't escape in this place. Like there was like nowhere to go and I didn't know anybody. And so finally I saw Patrick and I'm like, he always seemed really nice. And I'm like, Patrick, it's so great to see you. And he's like, hey. And I gave him like a big hug. And he's like, who the fuck are you? And I'm like, help me. (laughs) Now, from my perspective, this is 2006 and I'm there just to promote Anime Boston and just because I'd gone to Backwards Con every year. So I guess I'm going again. And so I didn't know many people there other than a few people running it. And so I was bored out of my skull and I'm wandering around this girl comes to Patrick and because I had been chair of Anime Boston the previous two years a ton of people know me I have no idea who they are <laughs> so I always people come up hey Patrick how you doing hey great how good to see you again no idea who this person is <laughs> so anyway and then I think like after I said that like Spike came up behind us and said another shitty thing 
And so Patrick's like, oh yeah, got yeah. it. You know, he like, see what's going on. He like picked up what I was dropping very quickly. And he's right. like, Yeah, let's go this way. And we ended up finding like this basement area full of piano squall flyers. And we <laughs> sat there for several hours and made paper hats out of these flyers and just chatted. Like he was wearing like a red sock shot. I'm like, oh, I love the red socks. Like we were just chatting. Yeah. So we became friends by the end of the night. We started sending these like flyers, these little hats up in the elevator, and we wrote like like follow hat to party and like people would come down holding the hats and so we had a whole bunch of people down there at the end. i mean this is the kind of it stuff you do at a yeah it was fun we had a good time so then we were friends after that yep. and i think i tried kicking a bottle off the top of your head at some point because i have a picture of it probably yeah. there's like a beer bottle and i'm like i'm tifa i could like kick i don't know we had a good time and then we were friends <laughs> oh my goodness Yep. Any other wild guest encounters? Um, Anime Boston 2009. Uh, one of the guests, well, to back up a bit, uh, the hotel is the Sheraton, and the Sheraton had a special private box at Fenway Park. And because we're this big event held at the Sheraton, they said, hey, would you guys like to have tickets to a Red Sox game at Fenway during the convention, and all the all the executive staff is busy because they're running the convention. And so I was on guest relations staff. So like, oh well, ex con chair and guest relations staff will send Patrick and a guest. So I got to go to a private box at Fenway Park with Travis Willingham. I hate you. <laughs> and we watched Red Sox versus Mets. I hate and he he showed up in the lobby. We met in the lobby, and he's got a Red Sox shirt. I'm like, oh my god, he went and got a shirt just for. The, it's like, yeah, I want to represent. So, but we walk into the private box, and there's all this food and everything. We're like, is this for us? Are there other people coming? What's going on? We had no idea what's going on. Neither of us has been in a private box like this before. Yeah, and Patrick's like texting us photos. Okay, all right. I I, I need to jump in here because I'm about to explode. <laughs> This is this was my first year as a facilities manager during Anime Boston, um, and so I I was the first person that got this offer, and I had to turn it down. You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> and I just remember because it was me and the they offered it to me and the uh, director of operations, and we're just like, there is no way. We can yeah. disappear for hours during the convention, um, especially in 2009, where we're preparing just in case we have another 2008 scenario on our hands. Oh, yeah. And I was, yeah, and that was like, oh, and uh, we were just like, who, who can we talk? Who can we? Who can we throw this to? It is definitely <laughs> one of the best staffing experiences I've ever had, if um, not the best. I mean. Uh, you Going up on opening ceremonies, but this is like right there too. You didn't this even is, know what you had at the time. Uh, I, mean, I will say, um, the, I think the conversation would have been different these days. There'd been a lot more D and D talk, but oh hell yeah, <laughs> this was two thousand nine. So. I, I, so, 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 what we can just say is you rolled a crit. Yeah, oh, that was <laughs> a natural twenty plus ten. Yeah. Um. I've I've had a lot of like really small experiences like, and like I know, like I I don't get uh Star Trek oh, 
No, my my, my I have like I got. Okay, I'm I'm going to omit some details here, mm-hmm. but I have to. I, I I will use this to tell my, part of my my biggest story, my best guest story, even though it was not directly with the guests. Mm-hmm. Um, I forget what year it was. The year Jam Project was at Anime Boston, and they did two concerts. Mm-hmm. Um, and they had one as the them together as a band because this is you know a bunch of people that do a ton of anime songs and then they do some anime songs as a group so they all have had really good careers so the first friday night concert is them performing as a group and then the saturday night concert is them doing their individual songs um and during their individual songs stuff I'm hanging out there enjoying this because I enjoy all this music and like, Hey, this is really cool. I'm at my home con seeing a band. I really like, and all these performers performing the songs that maybe made them famous and everything. And that's really cool. And I'm standing there. Um, and next to me is the, uh, director of guest relations. Um, and I'm still facilities manager at this point. Um, they look at their phone, uh, or she, yeah, she she looks at her phone and starts to walk out. Turns around, realizes I'm in the same room, and she has a very serious expression on her face. Points to me in that you with that kind of gesture of you need to come help me now. I'm like, okay, the, you can, and I know this would not happen to serious. So I I will not say what, but I had to go deal with a very serious facilities related issue during this concert mm-hmm. so i missed i'd say about a third of it at least okay and it's like it's one of the few things i really wanted to do and whatever i i'm less like okay and i i, I put out the fire conflict you know the, the figurative fire that's not what happened <laughs> um <laughs> and um got back to the concert and everything it's like okay i got made it back to the end and everything everything everyone's happy everyone's safe cool um and i just didn't think about it i was like this is what happens when you're on staff and you're in a role like this things come up you have to go deal with them um and i didn't really it was like okay so the next day it's sunday at the convention and rebecca comes into the convention operations room with a very serious and just is like doug i need to talk to you right away it's like kind of that oh and then i you know my my gut sinks is like oh oh god what broke now and she's super serious like oh no and then it's so we told jam project that you missed part of the a lot of their show because you had to go deal with a major issue and that you took care of it and things got rectified but they missed it and we told them that that happened and they wanted to have this and she pulled, produces out of um, like, a, I think just a tote bag. I don't even remember um, one of their tour jackets that they had, were selling signed by the entire group <gasps> to Doug. And I, I was, I, I think I, I, I'm 90% sure I started crying. I was not expecting it at all. That's awesome. Uh, and it was, it was such an incredible thing because it's, you know, this is not why we do staff. We do staff because we want to put on a party for several thousand of our closest friends. Um, but I, I was speechless and it's, it's one of those things that it's like, if my house ever burns down, I'm grabbing that 
like like it's just like i was like so flabbergasted and it remains one of the coolest things i've ever gotten from a convention and it wasn't even directly from the band because like i or i didn't even get to talk to the band but someone just said doug really likes you you guys he does a lot of work for facilities like make sure you guys have your hotel rooms all squared away and he had to miss part of your concert can we do something for him and they went off that's awesome yeah but that's 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 my my longer story but that's a good chance to bring it up nice uh anybody else (laughs) are we gonna top that Heartwarming story. <laughs> I mean, this, you're gonna no. split this up as a episode, right? Because we could literally go on for hours. I mean, we yeah. could, yeah. At least in their chat here of James Gunn, Grant Imahara, Peter Capaldi, Peter Mayhew, Sylvester McCoy, Yoko Ishida, Scott McNeil, Chris Ayers, Kirby Morrow, Doug Jones. I mean, which one do you want to hear next? <laughs> <laughs> Doug Jones, Patrick Stewart, Patrick Stewart. Yes. See, I'm, I know. Brian Rushwood. We got too many. We got too many of these things. James Hong in a porn store. I win. I love that story. <laughs> Such a good story. <laughs> Again, another time. I'll, I'll stick with the Red Sox games. Thanks. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Elizabeth, you're up. I don't even know what numbers are left. What's the highest number left? I'll take that. 18. Sure. Again, if, if a question could have chose a person, uh, what oh, is one craft or skill you had to teach yourself to make a cosplay? Good lord, that's perfect. Right? Um, I mean, okay, to be fair, I already knew how to sew before I started cost- like cosplaying, so I'm not really going to count sewing. Sure. Um, but, like, I'm just going to say... Everything else. Everything else? <laughs> yeah, like... um. I mean, I'm just gonna like the whole working with with foam and thermoplastics is mm-hmm. like just this whole other world I never really knew about, and it's like one that's been constantly evolving since we've all gotten into this. Also, how to cut wigs and style wigs, which I still suck at, but that's yeah, that's another yeah. one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, for sure, those. And I like, I mean, if you want to get like really specific about things, like I learned how to ombre dye fabric. There you go. I needed to do it for a costume, and I've learned how to do other fabric centered specific skills that I hadn't done before. Um, but yeah, like the whole foam and thermoplastics, for sure, that's a skill I oh, yeah. don't think me past me ever thought I would do. Right. And here we are. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Um, yeah. How to use a Dremel. I like, I can't imagine my life like without it nowadays. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I hear chuckling. <laughs> Sorry. Whenever I hear about Dremel, I just remember about Conti and burning through three of them trying to get my legs out of a cat. Yep. <laughs> um, puppetry. Puppetry? Yeah. You'll 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 understand soon enough, but I, I had to learn how to make puppets, so to be continued. Sounds like fine. Yeah. Well, Everybody actually, loves puppets. Uh, yeah, right. Well actually my puppet skills started when we did the Aeon group because I made the sisters. Remember I had yeah. the Barbie dolls? Mm-hmm. And they were like marionettes. They were marionettes. Yes. So uh, that was God. That was almost ten years ago now. Um, <laughs> um 
<laughs> I went to Kinetocon 2012 with puppets. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, the robots from Mystery Science Theater. Yes. Oh, I love those. Katie, you need to come to Dragon Con. They have a whole puppetry track. Okay, listen, if you're... I want to come to Dragon Con, okay, guys? We all know that I'm not allowed down there for some reason. <laughs> it's just not meant to be. <laughs> oh, okay, who's next? Goes in, then it goes Elizabeth, then it goes Wob! You're next! Who? Rob. Oh. Wob. 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 God, what are the numbers left? There's uh, 13 available. It is. What's the best panel you ever attended? Patrick Stewart. Yeah? Yeah. Um, Jess dragged me into that. Not really dragged. She's like, oh, I got a good spot in the thing. I'm like, all right, I'll go wait in the queue with her. Uh, but it was it was just great because it was at Dragon Con. And what mm-hmm. really made the that that out of like all the other um, guests, like the, the you see interviews and stuff like that, not only was the moderator well versed, but a very you know made everything go. Uh, but also made sure that like sure Patrick could just do what he wanted. But it was the attendees. The attendees asked some of the most thought provoking um, questions, mm-hmm. um, like why did Patrick Stewart, um, you know. Uh, emphasize this word in one of his Shakespearean roles. You know, it was just very captivating. Uh, but one of my favorite parts of that, 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 that panel with him was that um, this little kid dressed up as Jean-Luc in the Aww. uniform. He goes, who am I for what episode? And Patrick goes, I'm guessing me, but I'm guessing it's from the episode where I became very young. And I hate to say this, folks, I went on vacation. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> um, but I, what I did love about it is that he was he was saying, I really want to bring my best friend Ian McKellen here. And I screamed in the back of the, the room, make it so. <laughs> did he laugh? I don't know if he heard me, but the people around me heard it. <laughs> in my version of it, he laughed. Yeah, yeah, but... He's like, that's a funny dude right there. Right there. <laughs> that, that, that one, I, I just, re- I always remember that one more than any other panels I've been to, so. Nice. That gets it. Nice. Any other memorable panels? Oh, they all start bonding together after a while. Right. <laughs> um, I will say, um, and this is a selfish answer, um, Anime Boston 2004, the Gundam panel, because it was the first time I, I didn't run, but I helped, I helped join, and that kind of the bug bit me then mm-hmm. um one that i wasn't on one more recent one i think was uh otakon 2019 they had people from the library of congress there at that panel and they were really funny really informative and they talked about like archiving like nerdy stuff like comic books and manga and things like that and they were it was both informative and fun Mm-hmm. Like it was a really good balance, which is hard to do as a panel. Mm-hmm. Um, personal favorite, it was at um, Nifi, um, and it was uh, Monica. She was there from Firefly, 
And it was so funny because everyone was asking her about her new show that she was on at the time. Um, and it was me and Brie was with me. And I think I was one of the only people that was like asking a Firefly question and her face just like lit up. It's like, yeah, that's right. I know what you really want to talk about. <laughs> and I'm here and I'm here for it. I love you. I remember this and I think I just remember it because we were just talking about this earlier today randomly is that there was a pork con panel and Brian Brushwood was one of the panelists. I forget who else was on it, but they invited people from the audience to tell stories. Chris Harris, J. Michael Tatum, and Brian Brushwood. Yep. That's what it was. And they basically what they were doing is they were having like a storytelling contest where they all kind of started with their thumbs like neutral. And they were telling people to come to the audience, say whatever story you want. And if they started to lose interest, they would thumbs down. And if everybody thumbs down, then you were out, right? And everybody dared me to go tell our party story. The story. And I went and told the story. And it all went thumb. I won. Yeah, you did. <laughs> and it was just like, this is, okay, so we have, like, official confirmation. This is the craziest story everybody's ever heard. Because it's like, <laughs> not just for us. Perfect strangers. Found it um, funny. We- we, I think well, that was the year okay. I also I I was gonna say that's also the year I broke them because I also I also had to tell them the story of when I, at an old job when I had to break up a hooker fight. Oh, that's right, that was a good one. Too. Oh we, my we, god, we, we 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 broke them by that panel. We did. <laughs> like everyone else, go home. You guys are nuts. <laughs> you guys just also told those stories in such like amazing ways too which like i remember the other people just like could not tell a story to save their lives but you guys were like captivating and they were on the edges of their seats and like yeah yeah keep going keep listen, going listen any story any story that involves someone running up and down a street yelling about private parts is captivating <laughs> it's like what did you do <laughs> what is the thing to Elizabeth's point, though, I think people like and you because you know if you listen to like radio, like call in radio shows and stuff, yeah. a lot of people don't know how to tell a story. They might have a really good story, uh-huh. but they they have too many details mm-hmm. or they don't stick to like the main flow of the story. And it's it was I think that was kind of the point they were trying to make is like telling a story is harder than it sounds. Not enough right? for Jack's trying to drown themselves. Yeah, I know we had really good material. It was awesome. Oh my god, so good. <laughs> Oh my god. What did we do in our 20s, guys? I feel like because I went to that party, I lived a little. (laughs) I'm changed now. To this day, I will regret not being at that party. I know your brother was at that party. I don't know where I was. I know my brother was at that party. I don't know where I was. I was not there. You must have had something else you had to do. I, mean, I, I must have. Oh, I'm gonna have to like. We're gonna have to like figure out the date was. I'm gonna look through my old calendar. It was like, in, all right. It was in April. I know that much. April. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe no. we just didn't want to go out. <laughs> <laughs> You're like that party's gonna be lame. I'm not going. <laughs> uh, I mean, we did have parties all the time back then. You probably were just like, eh. <laughs> All right, who's next? Is it Patrick? Sure. Sure. Um, five. All right. What snack or food is essential to have in any convention room? Chex Mix. Fair, fair. Um, 
I usually bring it with me when I travel because if I can't find food in a timely manner, mm-hmm. it it will substitute as a small meal. That's fair. Um, and I, I learned that I traveled to Ireland on December 30th, 1999. And so I arrived early on the 31st. Uh, I think it was early on. And I, I checked into the hotel and slept. And when I woke up, oh, no, this, yeah, this is on the 30th. I woke up late on the 30th, like after 9 p.m. Everything is closed. There's no, mm-hmm. there's really no place for me to get anything to eat. So I went and I, I brought some checks mix with me. And I just ate that as my first meal in Ireland. Went back to sleep. The next morning I wake up, all I can find is it's New Year's Eve and everything is shut down. So all I can find is a Burger King. Mm-hmm. I'm in Ireland. I want to have like a good Irish meal. Like I get Burger King. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, Chex Mix. I can, it, it, it holds up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, my... uh, but really you should have at least two good meals, two sit down meals a day, a shower <laughs> and six hours of sleep. Ding. Uh, Six, two, one. Yeah. Um, I'm Pringles and grapes. See, I could easily just down all of the can of Pringles in one sitting if I'm not careful. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But they're I essential. I need them. Yeah. I don't know why I just need them. Regular flavor or I like the cheese ones. See, I usually like I like a variety. I go original because it seems to be the most common to find. Um, but I like, I like a sour cream and onion. Oh, good. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I gotta, yeah. This is me being. This is me being an old man, I guess. Sure. Um, I have learned the trick for like both fighting off con funk and making sure you have some nutrition in the day. I I make sure I bring um, for most hotel rooms, especially when I'm staffing anime Boston, a six pack mm-hmm. of V8. <laughs> <laughs> and what I basically do is, as soon as I get up in the morning, like as I'm like walking to the shower. I, I crack a can open and just down it. It's like Popeye having the spinach. I even hear the little theme music in my head. But that way I make sure I have like a, a, a healthy dose of vegetables right before I start the day. And you get the six pack, you get the cans instead of a bottle so you can set it aside. If you can't fit, if you have a fridge, you don't take up a whole lot of room. Mm-hmm. And you can you can drink it on the go. Nice. That, that, that's, that's my essential. Nice. Nice. I love how Doug is so healthy, and I feel like my con essential is Pop-Tarts, which is the only time I'm allowed to eat them is, like, at a convention. Like, <laughs> I, I never let myself eat Pop-Tarts, except at a con, I bring a box of, like, tea and, like, a thing of Pop-Tarts, and I'm ready to go. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Elizabeth? Um, I'm really big on just bringing like protein bars and like the things you're supposed to use as meal replacements, but I don't use them as meal replacements. Like I use them in between meals to make sure that like I'm eating properly (laughs) throughout the day. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Rob. Trail mix. Nice. Nice. Uh, And five hour energy drinks, depending. (laughs) Awesome. I'm glad we're so healthy. We're still alive, and that's what matters. <laughs> All right, I think we're back at the top of the round. Jess, back to me. Ah, uh, 
what numbers are left? I left it in the chat. Oh, I see it. I see it. Okay. Um, eight. Eight. <laughs> uh, I lied. I had one more. Ask me anything. Oh, yes. no! <laughs> oh, I'm glad I just got it. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Grab that popcorn, everybody. Yeah, here we go. Like shit! Please don't let it be you. <laughs> okay. Uh, oh, trying no. to phrase this well. Go ahead. No, I don't. There's no filter. Yeah. Just do it. Um. What is? Tell me the like the incident that made you the maddest at a convention that you've ever been. You're a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. That's good. Right, everybody. <laughs> well, that's the end of this show. No kidding. <laughs> this is all going to be edited out. Yeah, right. You can just like trilogy. beep it for the next ten minutes. If oh, yeah, God, yeah, right. Just like it's just like elevator music playing, and that's what happened. <laughs> um. Okay. Um. <sighs> so. So the thing that made me the most upset at a convention that I worked at, um, is, I didn't say it had to be that you worked at it. No, but it, it's I worked at it. Okay. So I mean, because like honestly, like I've been to conventions, stuffs happen, but like I've never really been like bullshit, bullshit before. Um, I mean, like there's been incidents working like conventions, like you know, just like events not going the way that you want, um, such and such a thing. Um, but the thing that made me the most mad uh, probably was involving people's safety. Um, and I couldn't be a part of that. Um, it, you know, like, there's a lot of things that you can kind of look over in the world. Um, you know, like this or that, like things that bug you, irritate you. But when, like, people's actual safety is involved, um, I take that very seriously. Um and I actually had to leave working at a convention because I didn't feel like the situation was being handled properly. So um, don't be stupid. Um, if people tell you that something sounds shady as fuck, um, listen to them and uh, don't put people in danger. So there you go. <laughs> That's the best good way that I can put it. <laughs> good advice. Good advice. Basically. Yeah. Um, yeah. So just, you know, don't be, don't be shady as fuck. <laughs> The end. Well oh, done. Thanks, lawyer. <laughs> lawyer. Well done. Right, well done. Well done. All right. Well, thanks a lot, Jess. <laughs> I'm I'm here for you. I know, man. I know. You got my back. <laughs> I appreciate you. Oh, Elizabeth, you're next. <laughs> All righty. Um, what was that that Jess picked? Uh, she picked six. Right. No, wait, I picked eight. Eight. Eight, eight, eight. Then I'll pick six. All right. Um, are there any traditions that you have for conventions you go to? Hmm. I mean, well, stopping at Dunkin' Donuts on the way down the Katsukon. Um. And one that I why are they all around Katsukon? Um, getting we started one. I think we only got two years into it before mm. we. You know, weren't able to go to Katsukon these past years. We're going to brunch on Sunday morning at Katsukon. Mm -hmm. Love um, Katsu brunch. Katsu brunch. 
Saturday night of Anime Boston after the masquerade used to be go to the Cheesecake Factory, but then like we got tired of waiting two hours for a table, so then it became order out pizza, get takeout cheesecake from the Cheesecake Factory, and eat in the hotel room. Um. Dragon Con, well, he's all involved food. <laughs> Dragon Con <laughs> watching the masquerade on Dragon Con TV while eating cake from Metro Cafe. Um, those are all the ones I can think of. And then, like, I, I guess we we always try and do like some kind of group, um, which always fun. Which and then um, I used to, you know trying to do groups at group cosplays at conventions is. Mm-hmm. Probably my longest uh, favorite tradition thingy. So, nice. Yeah. Doug? <laughs> <laughs> um, I always get a pair, new pair of uh, Chuck Taylor uh, shoes for Anime Boston. And I often get like weird combinations of like laces and stuff, or sometimes like that. Because um, they're, it just, it, it started because I was like, oh, I need to get a new pair. The ones I'm wearing are, are worn out. Hey, there's an out. There's a Converse store on Newbury Street, right by the Heinz. I'll just get a new pair for the con, and then it just kind of became a thing. And then for a little while, apparently, like some of the staff were like for the hotel and the convention center because I was still facilities person. They they said if it's a guy with like weird Chuck Taylors, he's probably you know listen to what he's telling you. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and, and then like one year. Our um our hotel rep cosplayed as me and even got a pair of Chuck Taylors. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so I my they they have to be new. They don't have to be bought right before the convention. Um, you got to break them in. They're Chuck Taylors. There's no break. That's through. true. That's true. That's true. Um, uh, one year I bought a gold pair because there was a Converse outlet out near where Anime Next was, so I wore a gold pair. To anime Boston, <laughs> um, so that but that's still a tradition, and it's I always have fun doing it because it's neat neat to look at the combinations. Nice, yeah. I know, like as our group goes, like we always try to have a drink together at Anime Boston the Thursday before, and we try to get together and have like dinner together on the Sunday sometime. Um, that's like, as far as traditions go, that's the only one that I can really think of that always kind of happens. That or cheesecake after the masquerade. Mm. I mean, I think, I feel like the whole road trip to Katsu is like the tradition that, what, I mean, Elizabeth mentioned part of it, but like just being packed. And it's funny because the last convention we went to was Katsu 2020. And I was so glad we got to do the road trip because that was like the last time we saw friends in person. (laughs) Right for so long, you know, so it made mm-hmm. it even more special. I will toss one more that I do just inadvertently whenever I'm traveling for a convention and like, okay, um, I'm done and I'm hitting the road. I inevitably get the song stuck in my head and I start playing it. It's from the Earthbound soundtrack. It's called "The Runaway Five Have Left the Building," and it's just a great background hitting the road music. Mm-hmm. So nice. Um, all right. Mine's not really that big of a tradition compared to like all my other traditions, all your traditions, because we're all friends, so we, we do uh-huh. the traditions together. But uh, going into Dragon Con season, I always rewatch Firefly mm. one time before Ooh. going out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it, I've done it for 
eight years now. Rob, so. I don't think we've ever cosplayed Firefly together. Nope. We have cosplayed characters from Firefly, not yes. together. We have cosplayed characters from Naruto, but not together. Right. Right. I feel like we need to rectify some things. <laughs> A lot of rectification, yes. Even I've cosplayed t- uh, Firefly with Rob. What the hell, Rob? Everybody here has cosplayed <laughs> Firefly, <laughs> Firefly with Rob. I have. We all have, except for Katie. Yep. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, she doesn't come to Dragon Con, guys. Just leave it okay, alone. It's sensitive. <laughs> I have tried, okay? <laughs> so many times. A sensitive uh, topic. <laughs> we can't talk about it. <laughs> All right, we'll move away from it then. Rob, I think it's your turn to pick a number. Pick a number? Yeah. Number, okay. Uh, Sweet 16. All right. (laughs) Why do you guys keep picking questions that are so good for you? Rob. Because we actually can see the list and we're all pretending here. I really don't think so. Rob, what's the most ridiculous slash expensive thing you've ever bought in the dealer's room? (laughs) In the dealer's room? Yeah. Or in general, just it has to be specifically dealer's room. It has to be dealer's room. Um, I think a $250 Gundam kit because I needed some retail therapy that year. Was that 2010? <laughs> that was totally 2010. <laughs> he like drags, he drags me over and he's like, you need to talk me out of this. And I'm like, you've had a really bad weekend. I think it's cool, man. <laughs> Here, I'm going to swipe your credit card for you. <laughs> Oh man, um, I bought for, an art. Maybe a craziest item. Um, uh-huh. ah, I'm trying to think. No, I, I, I can't. No, I think it was just that that really expensive kind of. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Elizabeth chiming in. Okay, I'm not. I'm not back on now. <laughs> um, it wasn't expensive. I mean, it was only like thirty dollars, but the like best thing I've ever bought in a dealer's room is this little solar powered Moogle dressed as a like as a chocobo, like wearing a chocobo onesie. And oh. it's solar one of those solar things. So like if it if it's in if it has sunlight, its arms flap. Oh. And it has and it's so freaking adorable and it's one of my favorite things I've ever bought at a convention. I bought a hundred and fifty dollar Iron Man helmet. <laughs> Of course you did. It's beautiful. It's so beautiful. It was like, I was dressed like Tony Stark. What was I supposed to do? Just leave it there? Yes. I should have just left it there, but I didn't. Could have taken a photo with it. Yeah, no. (laughs) I did when I bought it. (laughs) I do remember Elizabeth dressed up as, um, as, uh, Princess Peach, and she walked past, uh, a little container for the little figures for the the game. It was the the. But this wasn't mark. in the dealer's room. This was at a uh, best. That was the best part. And the best thing was the guy checking you out of, at the at the cash register. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? Okay, 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 fine. But I just remember that distinctly being. Right. No, no, but I I feel like the fact that this was at a best buy <laughs> it makes it way better. <laughs> it's so much better than it was I'm, at a best buy. I'm gonna allow it. <laughs> It was, this was PoorCon, and it was we went to the mall. Okay, but the mall kind of counts street, as a dealer's yeah. room. It was like across the street from the convention, so there were like a lot of convention people there. But it's still like 
an awesome story. <laughs> oh my god. Doug, you bought anything wild? Uh, of course. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think of something other than my own Gundam kit. <laughs> Nerds! <laughs> What'd you buy at Celebration? Uh, I see. I didn't like spend anything really crazy, though. I will say no, one of my favorite things. That's a crazy at, item. Yeah, like, oh, I mean, there was like all the the red the the dealers, the uh, booth line. Both times I've done celebration has lasted me has lasted literally hours to get through. So I just bought some crazy shit because I was like, well, I don't know if I'm gonna get back in here might as well just get everything a, a, a sarlacc pit plushie sure why the hell not <laughs> um the most expensive was was a gundam kit as well um it was the thing that got me back into building gundam model kits actually the thing i remember though is it was so big this box had a, its own handle and even though i was staying in the hotel connected to the convention center that year i had like four other panels right after right back to back to back to back so i couldn't get to my room in time so i'm carrying this kit with me with like and my arms are getting so tired from holding this the entire time and like i'm like putting it on the seat next to me like i'm like doing like the the yawn maneuver of like you know you're wrapping your arm around like your significant other just making sure i'm guarding this model kit like no one's gonna try and take it from me <laughs> and oh yeah that was that was it, it was definitely up there for price but also just the experience of having to hold on to it for like five hours before i could get it back to my room <laughs> oh man patrick uh, I think the most expensive thing I've bought in a dealer's room is a Renfair vest, which I actually got at Gallifrey One mm. in, I think, 2018. Mm-hmm. And I've been actually trying to find the email, see how much I paid for it. <laughs> uh, the other thing I bought, which, you know, totally didn't need this, but at BlizzCon long ago, I bought figure print, which this is early 3D printing, and they would take your world of warcraft character and print it out and it would be a color and everything and then they put it in a glass dome and so on my shelf behind me i've got a level seven worgen priest that's in under glass that was uh, one of my characters but, but it was the newest and the coolest at the time so it's like i'm printing that one awesome and i later cosplayed it nice doug but, Yes. Take a number. Um, let's let's finish out the set and go like keep things going in order. Let's go with number seven. Number seven, things you've done at a convention that you'll never do again now that you're older. Oh, oh. <laughs> um, subsist on Pocky. <laughs> um, ah, man. I think of like some of some of the things I've done for like presenting panels. I've like done like stupid catchphrases or things like that that in hindsight either are a little cringe or just not that I thought they were funny but not um I would say also not do like do panels where people that I haven't vetted mm-hmm. very well. Um let's see. Oh man. I know there's other st- things like that. Um 
yeah that's a, that's a lot of it um i will never the last one i will say because this is always a pet peeve of mine is i will never do another panel where you can't figure out the content from the name mm-hmm. oh that, yeah as, I, as i've gotten older that drives me cre- crazier and crazier right right makes sense elizabeth uh, do I was actually at first going to say do more than three costumes in one day, but I'm going <laughs> to dial it all the way back. Do not doing more than two costumes in one day. Oh. Also, I will say now that it's more financially fe- feasible is the past two Dragon Cons. It's only been me and one other person in the room. So 2019 was just me and my brother. And then this year was just me and Kevin. And I will say I'm really liking that. <laughs> more of an investment but just sharing a hotel room with one other person i love rooming with you all but i'd have to go at that every time now wow this is how she breaks up with everybody (laughs) it's her way of saying she doesn't like rob snoring (laughs) okay well does that does it matter because kevin snores so whatever oh man (laughs) no it's fair i'm the like when we started doing port con just rob and i because it was cheap it was really nice. I don't blame you. Mm. Um, sleep in a bathtub. No, you do other things in the bathtub. Yeah, you shower in the bathtub, obviously. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, Patrick. Yes. You're up. Uh, number 11. All right. Ooh, this is a good question. I'm glad this question's coming up. What trend are you most uh, were you most scared of when going to conventions in the 2000s? For example, Yowie paddles. Well, let's, let's not say before you even said it. I was going to say Yowie <laughs> <Young> paddles, paddles. <laughs> just because they came up when I was chair of the con, <laughs> and you know, just Yowie paddles. Wep- and uh, I wish. I mean, hindsight and all, I wish earlier on we had just said, no, no, stop it. It's dumb. <laughs> but, you know, we were young, a young convention, and conventions overall hadn't dealt with something like this before. And we're like, are we able? I mean, it's technically not a weapon. It's a it's a canoe paddle. <laughs> or can we ban this? Because people are hitting each other. Yeah, they or hurt. Do we... Do we ban the weapon because people are misusing it, or do we do something about it? It was a whole thing. I wish we just outright banned it a lot earlier. But uh, uh, if not the first, we were certainly up there. But yeah, it was ridiculous, and we don't put up with ridiculous stuff like that. <laughs> but just weapons in the dealer's room in general, is, we, we prevented that. Mm-hmm. Like we, we don't, wouldn't even let people sell foam swords. Right, right. But uh, yeah, we that was that shouldn't have happened. Mm. So yeah, uh, did you want to finish the question for the others? Say <laughs> so anybody else scared? Anybody else? <laughs> I feel like we already have our ideas. Yeah, right. I for me, it was the early. I don't know if this was really a 2000s thing, but it feels like I don't see it so much anymore. But there was like this big trend about zombifying your characters that just meant you just covered yourself in blood. Okay, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. they would, and then they would hug you, 
And I'm like, don't touch me with all this. I worked really hard on my costume. You're going to touch me with all your fake blood. I was terrified of those people. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Uh, definitely just the random glomping and the Hitalia people. <laughs> they just terrified me. There was so many. For the year they set fire to flags and stuff. Yes! Like, what the hell is wrong with you? For the Hitalia people in the very inappropriate cosplay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is, is, is that a strap-on? Why are you oh, that's that here? meant by inappropriate. Oh, God. I'm in a certain uniform. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. The Germans. Yeah. <sighs> I know I saw a girl once that did like that final transformation Sailor Moon and that was all she was wearing. Yikes. A Nazi no. flag? No. <laughs> no. And I feel like that calls for some kind of flesh tone bodysuit. <laughs> <laughs> that did not happen. Oh my god, where did you see that? <laughs> I'd give you two guesses. <laughs> the first one don't count. <laughs> I don't think uh, you need more. Yeah, no, I, I, I figured it out. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Well, you guys, we are on our last question, and it's appropriate. Like again, I feel like you guys somehow got the list that I created like five minutes before we did this, but you didn't. Um, the last question of the night is: You've all seen me host a masquerade. Which one's your favorite, and why? Aww. Oh, uh-huh. I haven't. I haven't. I have been busy. I have <laughs> one, and I'm. Right. Oh. I know which one it is. It's the it's the one you this when you had to do anime Boston by yourself unexpectedly. Because <laughs> I know how stressful that was, and you did a really good job, and I felt like everybody, the audience, was so supportive, and and they set it up well, and I just thought you did awesome. In a really bad situation. I will. I, I will say I saw you after that masquerade, and you, you looked like you were finally breathing again, but like also walking on air. So I'm gonna. Uh, I haven't seen one, but that that remains a good memory of you. Okay. okay. I'm always doing counter programming to the Anime Boston masquerade, so I haven't seen an Anime Boston master masquerade ever. <laughs> <laughs> In. Uh, how many conventions? Yeah, no, none. Um, none. <laughs> I watched a video of the first two, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've only seen you do host Kineticon, I think, or in, in what that one AAC. Yeah, that one AAC. Yeah, I'm bringing up that one AAC. It was the first AAC. It was the first time you, I think, you really hosted a masquerade. Mm-hmm. It was, and, uh, and it was also the first instance of the Notepad. It was. Oh my god, the notepad. Just hosting with the notepad deserves a flipping award because that's a disaster. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh god. I still have I'm still angry about that, even though it had nothing to do with me. It's just the concept that that was allowed to happen makes me so furious. I just I remember Anime Boston um twenty nineteen and it was about to go on stage and Rob sent me a text. <laughs> And all it was was a picture of the damn notepad. <laughs> and I'm looking at my phone, and I could just like see him in the audience in this little wave from the desk. And I was like, I'll kill him. <laughs> I'm going to throw something at his head. <laughs> and then I got worried. I was like, what if he set it up? <laughs> what if it shows up here? Anime Boston wouldn't put up with that garbage. 
No. <laughs> Mike Lee would never. Mike Lee would never. <laughs> oh man. I have I'm having trouble picking like narrowing it down to one. Oh. But I think I might I, I might say and this is for like like for, I guess personal reasons, but AAC two thousand seven, which was the first event I saw you post mm-hmm. because that was also the first masquerade I entered or one of the one of the yeah I think the first masquerade I entered and you made it really easy and welcoming to come on stage and because I was like terrified um (laughs) so I think so that was like that's the one that I keep coming back to as I'm like cycling through the eight million of them in my head is like I I just remember you being making it a lot easier and being like a really welcoming force, I guess, <laughs> on stage to, to be able to do that. Yeah. I just, I want to, you know, it's, I started hosting again because I got asked to do it like as a backup thing for a friend. And the fact that I've been doing it for this many years and like people are still entertained by me in some way. Um, it's honestly very like, it's kind of humbling. Like, I mean, I know like I walk around and I have a very confident attitude, um, but the scariest moments of my life sometimes are like the 20 seconds before I walk on stage. <laughs> Cause it's like, okay, you're either going to do really good or it's going to be really scary in a few hours. <laughs> and thankfully um, I can say, um, especially after 2019 and having to like host by myself, um, it, you know, it's like, okay, I think I can do this. <laughs> I've been doing it for a couple hundred years, but it's like, I really think I can do this. Stop texting me things, Rob. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Honestly, like the the thing I'm saddest about, about not going to AB this year is seeing what they do at the masquerade. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> AB, um, AB's going to be, um, it's going to be a little rough, but I mean, I, again, like everyone, is like we're gonna make this a really good year. It's gonna be about like coming home, and um, I, I'm really confident that it's gonna be a really good masquerade. Like the energy for it's gonna be insane. I know that right now. Like because people are just gonna be so pumped to be back on stage and everything else. So I'm really looking That's forward. Be to be awesome. That. Yeah. The con is just gonna be an emotional roller coaster. Yeah, mm-hmm. literally, just like we're all gonna cry together, guys. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine we're gonna take two minutes of this intermission while we're going over amvs to sob and then when we come back <laughs> it's it's group healing right mm-hmm. oh man hey you guys um i hit over three thousand downloads Woo-hoo! Uh, i know in my whole little year which means we have a winner for my three thousand contest i need a drum roll please and the person getting a convention badge on me is Holly. Holly? Holly. That's Holly. Yay. So Holly, um, I will get a hold of you um, and we will figure out uh, where you're going on me. So congratulations. You guys, this has been a fun couple hours. It's a really long episode, but I'm not mad about did, it. Did you pick 3,000 because I love you 3,000? Oh my God, stop. I'm already emotional. <laughs> <laughs> but i do love you guys 3000 yes you guys are the best friends ever i miss you all so much i cannot wait to go to a convention with all of you again um and yeah thanks for uh coming on tonight guys i appreciate it you know i appreciate it oh it's a lot of fun 
Yeah. That was fun. Yeah. Yeah. Those were fun questions, too. Yeah, see, yeah. Yeah, so bad. Can we, like, do this, but, like, not over a podcast? Yes. I don't want there to be a record. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's too late for that, Robert. It's too then late. Then we'll give you the real answers. <laughs> yeah. Real answers at midnight, go. Yeah. <laughs> for convention confessional after dark. <laughs> after four <laughs> drinks, and we'll see what we say. After dark and after drinks. Yeah. <laughs> We'll have a redo. <laughs> Guys, thanks again so much. Everybody else, thanks for listening this long. And uh, we'll see you next week. Have a good night. <laughs>